All right. Are you ready? Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Carlisle Tattoo Co. Bold, bright and everlasting. You can find us at 178 Carlisle Street, St Kilda, Melbourne, Australia. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Carlisle Studios. My name is Hal Hunter. I am a professional tattoo artist and co-owner of Carlisle Tattoo Co. and Vintage Tattoo Parlour. And I have with me, like every other week... Bella Hunter. Yes. Hello. How's your day been? My day's been great. Because Bella has Thursdays off now and it's the one working day of the week that we don't spend together. I know. Do you know what? I was actually speaking to Mickey about it the other, literally yesterday at work. Mickey McLeod. Yep. And he was like, yeah, just, it's weird. I always forget that you guys are married and like you spend every waking moment together. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, true. We do. We do spend a lot of time together. Yeah. The only time that we don't spend together is if one of us has like an appointment, Mm -hmm. like a haircut or something. I don't get my hair cut, but, or when, <laughs> when you go surfing. Yeah, that is legitimately probably the only times that we. Absurd. Not absurd, Bella. I think it's just quite obvious that we're soulmates. Obviously. Yeah. I did send you a lot of messages today. Maybe that'll be the name of this episode. Soulmates. soulmates. Yeah. I don't know. It sounds a bit cringy. Um, we recorded two episodes last week. Mm-hmm. Then we've had a weekend since. Did you get up to anything? Is any notable things in the week since then? Well, mm-hmm. the notable things in my week, today, I've finally hit the third trimester. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Yeah. It's been a terrible You've time. you put a lot of effort in. <laughs> it's been a terrible time. Yeah. And it doesn't seem to be getting any better. I actually think it's been pretty good. That's because you haven't endured nah, any of it. Nah, Bella. It's like- I I think you've you've actually done really good. It's it's there's been no issues or dramas. It's been you've been cruising. Yeah, I've just been feeling sick every day. Uh, well, which you get used to. You know, some people in Africa, Bella, don't even have clean water to drink. Oh my know? god! Shut so, up. Anyway, so I'm going to say congratulations to me, <laughs> even though you already did. Yes. Um, another thing that's happened in our week which I'm not sure if you're going to mention, but I'm going to mention now okay. before you, is we have a new apprentice at the shop. We do, but we are not going to give too much detail about it because no. I've worked out a bit of a plan with him. Yes, you always do. You always have a plan and I know that's the case. Mm-hmm. But for any of our regulars that come into the shop, yes. you will see a new face. You may have already met him. Mm-hmm. His name is Henry. So please be welcoming. Henri. I, I refer to him yeah. as Henri. Um, no, it is actually very good having a helping hand in the shop um, because during the last phases of Charles, Jack and Luke's apprenticeships, like they obviously transitioned their tattoo full time. Yes. So um, they still have to do some shop duties towards the end of their apprenticeships and stuff, but it's largely focused on obviously just tattooing. Yeah. And luckily enough for, for all those three guys have been um, – yeah, really busy. So um, there hasn't been they haven't been doing too much, just basic apprentice duties. So yeah, um, yeah and the reason we um, not that I think it needs justification, but there is some logic behind why we did get a new apprentice. Um, the reason is that um, obviously with the shop or across the two shops at Carlisle, obviously there's there's a lot of sort of like shop work that needs to be done as in like cleaning, admin, um, sorting, stocking, whatever. 
And if we don't have someone to do that, it falls on you, me, Bobby or KJ. And that can be quite difficult when we're all tattooing. So we do, yeah, need someone around the shop to do those things. And then Henry, I've known him since he was about 12 years old. He's 21 now. We actually figured out I met him when he was about 13. Yeah. and Weird. We have the same birthday. Not that that really means anything, but. We did make um, his birthday. Sorry, his first day at work. Yeah. His birthday. Yeah. And, you know, I won't go into <laughs> it too up. much, but yeah, me and Henry have had a relationship for a long time. Mm. Um, mm. That sounded saucy. I can have other friends, Bella. Mm, saucy friendships. And. Yeah, he's always expressed an interest in tattooing and stuff um, from pretty much when I first met him and, you know, as lots of people do, but yeah, over the years he sort of maintain, um, maintained that interest and um, yeah, when he turned 18, he started getting tattooed by me and then progressed that into, yeah, wanting to expand his sort of involvement within tattooing and yeah, we've eventually gotten to the... Tini. Sorry for yelling into the mic, everyone. And my dad actually made a comment the other day. He said- Your dad and a customer. I'm pretty sure you can hear that. I, I'm assuming they can, but just leave yeah. it. Let her bark. It was just a motorbike. No. My dad was like, when you say things like, um, and this is no, I'm not having a go at your dad because don't think it's, I'm being, making funnier. I'm just reiterating what you told me. And he goes, you know, when things happen in the background, like the dogs are drinking water or whatever, and you mention it, no one else can hear that, but obviously we can because we're here. But Tinny's barking very loud in the next room. She's so, a loud dog. Um, I'm not going to apologise for it, but I'm just going to say that's what that was. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, so with the Henry thing, um, yeah, it all sort of happened and worked out good. We've planned it for a long time. So if you do see him in the shop, say hello, um, ask him to do anything for you. Move your car. <laughs> Pick up your mail, get you a coffee. <laughs> don't reimburse him with the money. No, and, how? And um, no, he's got to learn trial by fire. He needs to learn confidence to go, sweet man, here's your coffee. Give me the four bucks 50. All is, right? is that how much your coffee is? Mine's a bit more. That's how much they cost these days. Bloody expensive. Mine's a bit more. You know what, actually, Bella? Irrelevant to anything we've been talking about. Mm-hmm. I don't drink coffee anymore. Mm-hmm. You drink some coffee, blah, blah, blah. Depends how nauseous I feel on the day. Some days I'll get a chai, you get a hot chocolate, whatever. They're all the Mm -hmm. same price. Yeah. But all the boys at the shop, they buy like iced long blacks or batch brew. They either get an iced oat latte or a batch. Yeah, but so like the batch brews and that, just water. Mm -hmm. They're paying four bucks 50 for that as well. So I made the coffee. No, no, no. One of them, I can't remember whose order it is. Someone pays like six fifty for their mm, coffee. For water. And I, this morning, got to the shop because we've got the batch brew machine, the drip coffee. I put it on for them, made it. So Mickey, Jack and Cody didn't have to buy coffees this morning. Yeah, that's why I brought the yeah. coffee machine back in because I was trying to save everyone money. I know, but they won't do it because no one will make it tomorrow and then they'll be back on I'll the- be making it tomorrow. Yeah, anyway. Is that all you, you've got to say? Um, yep. Yeah. Or do you have anything else that? Um, actually, two more things, but these are about you, not me. Okay. Um, thank you very much to everyone who's been ordering your line books. Ah, yes. Thank you. Volume yes. one and volume two. Yes. I thought it was too much stuff to put into one volume and put it for a higher price. Don't lie. It was so- actually Mickey's idea. And then I stole Mickey's idea and said it to you. And then you. No, but did that's it. the why we did it. Because in the end, it's like, you, you know. 
one book for $200 is a bit maybe unattainable for some people. So yeah. you can get one for 120 or something and you can get both for 240 So Yeah. Um, yeah, thank you for everyone from around the world who bought them. Yes. Very nice. I got a few people posted stuff on their stories about it today. Oh, nice. Yeah. And um, – Which was cool. This is a part of your weekly recap, but uh-huh. I think I'm going to announce it because I'm really impressed that you wow. did it. Wow. What is it going to be? You went to the physio. Yes, I did actually. I'm going to say a congratulations to you, Dal, because what? you never <coughs> go to any sort of appointments like that. No, I don't. Because you're always like, no, I'll be fine, whatever. But since you went, mm-hmm. you have been much happier. Yes, I have. And I'm not one of those guys who's like, oh, I don't need to get checked up and then it come time, like you eventually die of some <laughs> easily curable thing that you've never had looked at. That's not me. The reason I don't go to the physio or doctors or whatever very often is because I've had an extensive relationship with many doctors in the past from when I was sort of a young, young teenager through my sporting career. And most of the physical issues that I run into on a weekly basis are the same, if not similar to issues I've had in the past. They stem from an issue that you know already had to deal with I don't need to go see a new physio and then tell me the exact same shit and then it's like it's always the same stuff. Because then you get more frustrated. But this time you've actually come back from it very happy. Yeah. Well, to be honest, and this I'll be honest, I'll put it all out there on the podcast. When we had the issue where we we kept fucking up the recording of the podcast and I was in a shit mood and all that, a lot of it was because my back was really sore. Mm Mm-hmm. And I was in a really bad mood about it because I was getting in a real down headspace about feeling like I was getting old, not from an age perspective, but like physical. Your body not working yeah. how you want it to. And that I've had that mind, I don't know, like a mental block for a long time. It's like a it mental comes, setback. When it comes had. to the physical stuff, because I feel like I was in my physical prime when I was like 15, 16. Mm-hmm. And then since then, I've had I've I've had injuries that have held me back from what I have mentally perceived as being able to perform at my peak. Correct. Obviously, that has no relevance to my current day life because I'm not a professional athlete anymore. But I I've always and felt like so, so throughout my whole AFL career, even under 18s, un, under 17s, playing Calder Cannons Tack Cup, I had these ongoing issues, and it really held me back. Um, oh, it didn't necessarily hold me back physically, but there were the mental aspect was a big drainer for me. Mm-hmm. Um, feeling like I didn't have the confidence in my body to perform at the peak mm-hmm. because of these injuries. So, and you never voiced that at the time either. You just well, got angry about it. Well, it was a little bit it. hard to. You were young. Yeah, and I also didn't know that. Okay, the one hamstring injury you have when you're fucking fifteen is going to last for fucking six years. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, um. But definitely, yeah, the mental side of the of my body and stuff's been like a big hurdle to get over. And um, yeah, so I've I've had that for a long time. Not it's not like a fucking issue. No, but it just fucking annoys me. It I was, get, I it get was more becoming in- an issue because it was getting your mood down so much just because you were in pain from it, and you were like, yeah, not, that's what, not wanting back, to deal with it. For yeah, sure. but even that's why, like, when I got delisted from Essendon after my second year. That's why I never signed with any – well, that's why I never played ever again. No, and you got so a, many a options big, for like even um, local teams. Well, I could have played VFL, yeah. um, local, whatever. But I was 
one, just mentally burnt out from the way the whole Essendon drug saga thing played out. But also um, I didn't – I just wanted to like not have to think about trying to get my body to peak performance. Yeah, you needed a break. Yeah, and which has been great. But yeah, and then the reason now I don't obviously have to perform at peak but I still feel like I'm getting – my body's getting old, gets sore, fucking can't surf properly, all this sort of shit. So – that's why I was in a bad mood. Yeah. And then ultimately went to the physio and he actually said I was in really good condition. Yeah. So and he gave you stretches and stuff. Just with a few whatever. different stretches for um, that I haven't done before. Like it's all basic stretches, nothing crazy. So yeah, when I saw him, physio James. And you've been nice way happier. Guy. And you know what was interesting, Thank Bella? Thank you, physio James. I feel like he pumped me up a bit. He did. He goes, you know. Well, I didn't know that he did, but I can tell that you've been like yeah. revitalised. Well, he said I was really tall. Which and is normally you don't get that. Well, I'm six foot tall, pretty much exactly 184, 185, depending on the day, centimeters tall. Pretty sure that's six foot, which I believe is like average height. Yeah, in Australia, yeah. I would say that's. But he was like, "Oh, average. you're pretty tall." I'm like, mm, I don't was know. He quite short. Made me feel good. He was quite short. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I did go to the physio, everyone. Yep. South Coast Physiotherapy. If anyone's looking for oh, a, a bit physio. of a plug. Yeah, it was really good. Good enough to pump them up on here. And the one thing I was thinking in the waiting room, their little building would make a sick tattoo shop. Ah, oh, we'll take it over. Yeah, no, nah, it was really cool. I was wondering why they don't have buildings like that come up on fucking commercialrealestate.com. They never have good ones on no, there. No, they don't. They've got the anyway. shittest ones. Um, Not that we're looking to open a new shop, but you always no. look you always look to see what's out there. No, we're, we're, we've got our hands full yeah. with um, a baby on the way. Can I recap my week? I've been waiting. Yeah. Um, just going through my pictures. Pictures. Uh, so my friend Jason, J-Boy, I don't think he's a listener to the podcast. No, he doesn't. He's no. not a big podcast guy at no, all. No, that's fair enough. So he had a big week last week actually. <laughs> he came into the shop several times. Almost he every day. bought a new Mercedes van. He did. And I actually I'm not a big van he guy. He refers to it as Black Betty because yeah. it's a big black van. It's all black. It is. Really impressed me. Yeah. You, I'm just looking at the photo, liked vans. the photo of me lying down in the back of it when he came to show me at the shop. Mm, yes. Um, did some cool tattoos. He also got a dog, a puppy, which oh, I got to did. play with. Yeah, Ace. Yeah, a little little wirehead sausage dog. Uh-huh. I did this tattoo, just a palm-sized tattoo, nothing crazy to write home about. But I really liked – so the customer was Hugh. He's from Albury. Well, he's from Albury, Wodonga. I'm not actually 100% to? sure if he's from Albury or Wodonga, but I'm pretty sure he's from Albury because he plays. Oh, yes. Okay. He plays rugby, and that's a New South Wales thing. So we're just working on his sleeve. He comes down, does full days, whatever. Um, really respect the commitment because he drives, I think it's like three and a half, four hours from Albury, drives down, drives back Fuck after yeah. getting tattooed. Yeah. But he had this idea. It was the last tat we're doing for the day. And. It was like, it's a skull with wings coming out of the side of it on top of a globe. And then the skull has like skull hands, skeleton hands. Mm. It's holding the globe. And then on the globe, it has the Australia on it. Mm -hmm. And there's like a big history in sort of Australian tattoo flash that you don't see as much as like the, the classic American stuff because like- those guys like Sailor Jerry, Burt Grimm and stuff, American tattooers are like the most more world famous than the Aussie dudes. Mm-hmm. But 
And to be honest, it's like I I came up in tattooing on the American stuff. That was like the stuff that I looked at the most, all of that, Ed Hardy, et cetera. But a few of the boys in the shop are really into Aussie stuff and they've been there. They reference a lot of Australian classic designs. And this was just a design that I really, like a custom one, his idea, I drew it. But something, I really did like it. It's a tat, like I usually don't Have get- Have you posted it? No, I haven't posted. I put on my story. You might need to post but it. But I then. haven't, I don't usually go, you know, you always go, oh, cool, did a big back piece last week. Yeah, you don't generally go a big standout one for palm size yeah. tat. And um, I hope I explained it well to everyone, if that makes sense. But yeah, it was just a tat that I really liked. Yeah, I, I did really like it. And like, I remember when you were doing it, I came over and I was like, damn. Well, my dad came in as well and yes. he liked it. Yeah, and that's saying a lot. Yeah. Oh, and another tattoo I did on Hugh, he wanted a panther with a snake wrapping around it, but he wanted two snakes, which I've never done before. So I actually really liked that tattoo as well. I might post it tomorrow. Very good. Yep. Then we released the line books. Really happy. Thank you, everyone, for buying them, as I said before. Uh, we had a fire pit on the weekend. I thought you said we had a fight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just another one. Me and Bella just had a punch on. <laughs> um, working on a few more sleeves since then. Um Doing, we've been doing a bit of behind the scenes work for Carlisle Threads and something else we've got in the works, which I'm actually really excited about as well. Not going to say it on here. Um, Carlisle Threads coming very soon. Merch is, well, the stock is arriving this week, which will be just after this, just before this podcast airs. And then we need to get some photos and yep. do stock take and all that and then it'll be live. So very soon. But yeah, really excited to see how it all comes out because I haven't I actually too. seen any of it tangibly. We've had a few samples and stuff. Um and then, yeah, just some more palm-sized tattoos, working on some more sleeves and stuff like that. So it's been a good week. Had t- two good surfs on the weekend as well. Yes, on your new surfboard. One of your new One surfboards. Of the new, yeah, I didn't actually – on Sunday, it was like tiny, so it was a little bit hard to, to do anything. But still good to get out in the water. Um, oh, for my birthday, J-Boy got me a wetsuit. Yes. Game changer. Why? All right, I don't want to talk – negative about brands because we might do some work with them in the future. Who okay. Knows? Let's make this quick because I get bored with your surf talk. Yes. So there's a surf brand. I won't say who they are, Australian, <laughs> who sponsor like a really influential surfer and they're all about sort of providing um, products to consumers at cost price. So mm. essentially like wholesale mm. and – it's cheaper. Apparently, it's very eth- they use all ethical supplies and stuff like that. So I was like, oh, cool. It's way cheaper. Their wets is like 250 bucks, whereas you get one from the big retailers, Ripco, Quicksilver, whatever. They're like 700 bucks. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I was like, cool. My mate wears one. I was like, I got one. 250 bucks, sick. Where it gets to winter down here, like it's quite cold. Surfing, I'm like, fuck, I'm so cold. Freezing. Can only surf for like less than an hour. Then my hands start going numb, all this sort of shit. I've, I've not really had like, I've never spent $700 on a wetsuit. My friend J-Boy gets me a top of the range rip curl wetsuit. I've never been warmer in my life in the water. <laughs> Seriously. Same thickness, everything like that. And I was like, mate, obviously that's what you pay for. But you were saying your hands get so cold. This new wetsuit that J-Boy got you, it's not making your hands warmer, no, no, but the no, rest no. of you is warmer. But your extremities go cold because your core temperature goes cold. You did explain this to me at the dog park the other day. That's how it works. And I, because you were wearing yeah. shorts one morning at the dog park and I was like, you're crazy because I was freezing. Yeah. And you were like, your legs just don't get cold if your core's warm. And I was like, bullshit, because no, I'm wearing pants. Core, core temperature, core temperature, 
the first thing, if it starts to drop, the first thing is to lose blood flow. I, I understand that, but I still don't understand how. That's why when guys get in cold, cold water, their willies go small. Extremity, no blood flow. That's why if you went outside naked- I can't take you seriously Bella, based off the fact that you just said their willies go smooth. Bella, if you went outside wearing gloves only and you were naked, you'd be cold. If you went outside wearing a puffer vest only, you'd probably be warmer than if you're just wearing the gloves. <laughs> it's true. I get you, but, <laughs> but our argument at the dog park was different. Not anyway. really. Bella. Yes. <laughs> Is it more unique- to have tattoos in today's generation or to have bare skin opinion. This is from Bodie Stevens or Stephens. I actually don't know how you pronounce his last name, but I tattooed him yesterday. Did a big cobra on I his- I believe um, it's Stevens because that's how my mum's last name's spelt, but it could also, it's got a PH in it, so it could also be Stephens. Anyway, back to the cool tattoo it did on him. It was a cobra on the chest and he did so oh, well. Oh, is that him? Yeah. He did do really good. Did so, so well. Yeah, it was a big one as um, well. So thanks, Bodie. Um, oh, that's a hard one because yeah. I'm going to base it off in Melbourne. Well, I was actually literally just about to say it depends where you live. Yeah, because in Sydney and Adelaide. No, nah, it's like if you live in inner city Melbourne – Everyone um, has a tat. Or like any sort of inner city urban area pretty much in Australia, tattoos are a lot more common. The Very further, common. The further you go out, less common. Um, and it's it's not generally the younger generations that are getting tattoos, the older generations that have had tattoos for ages. Yeah. Um, in like the country areas. I don't know. It, it, I guess it just depends. It depends like what you about your friendship group, the people you hang out with. Where if all of them have tattoos- then I guess it's more unique not to have tattoos, but if none of them have tats. Then- yeah, I'm going to say at the moment in Melbourne, inner city Melbourne, it's more common to have tattoos. I don't reckon. Oh, okay. I just reckon you think that because you notice them, because you see them, but you don't notice the people who don't have them. That's true. It's um, And you wouldn't necessarily fuck. know that well if people have them like in hidden that, spots. That philosophy or idea or whatever is actually called something- can't remember, but I remember hearing on the radio. And you were like, oh, smart word. I'll remember no, that. No, because we listen to 774 Talkback ABC Radio. They have a segment <laughs> with Dr. Carl. Yes. Who's like a super smart guy and he just knows stuff The about knowledge it. that that bloke yeah. pulls out is mind Anyway, someone called up. I've, I've wanted to reference listening to the radio on here for so long because we do listen. I listen twice a day yeah. for at least an hour. Um, Why have you wanted to mention it? Just so that you sound smart. Well, I always talk to my dad and stuff about it. Yeah. We talk about it a lot, but we never talk about it on here. So he called up and he, uh, someone called up and said they can call up and ask him questions. And they said they were driving around Australia and they said, how come whenever you see a bird on the side of the road, they fly towards the car and almost get hit rather than fly away to safety? And he said- that's actually not the case. It's that you only notice the ones that fly towards the car and therefore you believe that every single bird you see flies toward the car, but you don't you don't notice all the ones that are just on the side of the road and fly away. Does that make sense? Yeah. So what I'm saying is- I, I do notice the ones that fly away because I am very no, but, grateful that I haven't hit them. But you don't notice all of them. No. So that's what I was saying is like with the people with tattoos, you walk down the street, like, oh, everyone's got tattoos. Yeah. That guy's got a sleeve, but you don't notice the 50 other people who don't have a tat. Yeah, absolutely. Because it doesn't stand out. Yeah. Well, it's 
nothing yeah. noticeable. I still definitely think it's like if if and I'm talking heavily tattooed is is more unique than not having a tattoo. Oh god, yeah. I was yeah, think, yeah. I was thinking like one or two tattoos for anyone. Well, like if you have a tattoo, yeah. that, that counts. Nah, so when when someone says like having tattoos, I guess it depends what your what your measurement is. If you have one tiny tat on your finger, is that considered like technically yes, you have a tattoo and you're you're tattooed. But I think if you if we're talking heavy coverage, so Ascent, like full sleeves, full front, full back, leg tats and everything. I still think that's way, way less common. Absolutely. And more to have unique, that amount. Yeah, than to have no tattoos. Yes, I assumed that we were talking about like yeah. one plus. Interesting question though. I think it will change over time. And I wonder this. So from my perception, and I think most people, it's like the our parents' generation, way less tattoos than our generation, mm-hmm. obviously. Will the generation below us, so our children and their generation, will they continue with getting tattooed or will they sort of revolt against what your parents did and not get tattooed? I have actually thought about this and I reckon they will not get as tattooed as our generation Mm. because it will be such a common thing that they grow up with that they don't necessarily think it's cool or whatever. Yeah, okay. Because generally when you're growing up, you don't think what your parents are doing is that cool. That's true. That's my only basis that yeah. I've put that on. Well, when you're a teenager, you don't. I think when you're a kid, you like idolise what your parents do. Yeah. What's the consensus on people who are sober, in quotation marks, but drink 0% beers? I feel like we had a question like this last we week. We did. We recorded it on the one that we didn't release because we oh, had an argument about it. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> my thoughts are if it's got 0% alcohol in it, then- it's not an alcoholic drink. So it's got nothing to do with being sober or not sober. My only, well, my opinion would be beer tastes like shit. So why would you want to drink it? See, I like the taste of beer. <laughs> but I've, I I've had like one beer in my life. So don't, I'm not like a connoisseur of beer. No. So I like it. Yeah. But I have zero interest in 0% alcohol. But. If you like it for the taste, then why does the alcohol percentage matter? It doesn't necessarily, but I've just never tried a 0% alcohol drink. Oh, so you haven't tried it? No, no, no. I've never tried a 0% alcohol drink that I've actually been like, oh, this flavour is really good. Oh, so you're saying the 0% alcohol ones taste different? They they do. They taste slightly different. It can taste super similar, but it- like generally speaking, it tastes very different to the one that I'm used to. Okay. So I have, I've tried like a 0% alcohol gin and a beer and mm-hmm. I think a wine once. It was like okay. one sip and I thought Which they were all very juice. average. Yeah, fair enough. So I, I have yeah. zero interest but in 0% alcohol. if you are sober and you're drinking 0% beers instead of drinking mm-hmm. alcoholic beers, then good on you. Yeah. And if that's what you like drinking, whatever, drink them. Yeah, I think if you are trying to get off drinking as much and it's that's helping you Mm-hmm. transition or it's helping you feel more normal in a social scenario, go for it. I just think do what is best for you. Yeah. If you just like it, do it. If you hate it, don't do it. I'm not doing it. Okay. We're very neutral here. Well, I don't really care yeah. that much. Are you guys into any other sports? Are you guys into any – oh, my God. 
Are you guys into any other sports than AFL? I'm not really into sports in general. No, you're not. No. I, I loved playing lots of sports when I was younger. Water polo. I loved water polo. You're a big water polo girl. Yep. I did love water polo. Mm -hmm. I liked swimming. I liked tennis. I liked basketball. It's weird that you don't get in the water then much. Well, how how am I going to play water polo? No, you can go swimming. You like swimming. Yeah, but it's cold right now. I don't want to have to put the wetsuit on to jump in the pool. Can I make a comment on things that annoy me about girls? Is it about me? Or women? You can say it's about me. It's a pet. No, no, because I think it's quite common. Do I do it? Yes, you do it. Often? Most women I know do it. Often? Yes. Oh, okay. Almost every day. Oh. Not in this context necessarily. Almost every day. One of my biggest irks frustrates me. So It actually pisses me off. Yeah. When people, and it, it's a when 100%- Bella. <laughs> no, 100% women- don't do something that they would want to do because they don't want to get their hair wet. Like, like for example, we go to the beach, you don't get your hair wet in the water. So no, you can't- No, I, I put my head under No, not always. Or you're having a shower and you're like, I can't get my hair wet. I'm like- Because then I have to wash the whole, oh, all of the hair. Fuck. Do you know how annoying it is washing your hair more than like two or three times a week? Why do you have to wash your hair again if you get it wet in the shower with just water? Because it just goes more greasy sooner. Uh, just It frustrates me so much because this is the thing. And I'm not a big on like gender stereotypes or like you have to look a certain way, like whatever. I've had some fucked haircuts in my life, but it's like you're choosing to have long hair, but then it's not allowing you to do things in do your life. Do you know life. what? I actually- that, That's what frustrates me. I actually saw a photo of us- from when we were in year 12 and I like cut my hair into a bob. Yeah. I saw it literally like two days ago. Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself, who the fuck told me that that looked good? It was so bad. So I will not cut my hair short again. I'm not saying to cut it short. I'm saying have long hair, just get in the water. Heaps of fucking guys have long hair. They go in the water all the time. Yeah, but guys don't generally have nice, clean hair. Bella. <laughs> I reckon one of the best looking hairstyles on girls is surfer girl hair. Yes, but I get very, very knotty hair because no, I have like beachy hair. You just brush it. I, no, I can't because then I get dreadlocks See, and, then I, and then I get frizzy hair. This is the thing. But what I'm just saying, I'm, I'm not saying there's no justification for it. I understand why you do it. It just pisses me off because you're always like, and you only ever hear it from girls. No guy. I've never heard a single guy say to me like, oh, I can't fucking go swimming <laughs> at the beach today when we're all there. God, I don't want to get my hair fucking wet. I will wet in what, in summer. I will always swim rather than not get my hair wet yeah. in summer. It just annoys me. But in winter, I don't want to get my hair wet mm-hmm. because then I have to sit there and dry it, and that takes so long. Because I hate nothing I more you than can, wet hair no, on my scalp. It makes you can so justify cold. it all you want, and I know they're probably legitimate justifications. I'm just saying it really pisses me off. Oh, it pisses me off even more because I have yeah. to fucking because it's just not practical. I know. Anyway. But I would be even uglier with a shaved head. So either way, so you're saying get you, over it. But you're saying you can't play water polo because you don't want to get your hair wet. No, I'm joking. No, that's not what okay. I was saying. Are we into any other sports other than AFL? Me? Yes. Nah. I am. How likes? Okay, let me list them for you. I'll tell you if they're, if I was going to say them or not. Okay. Um. Oh, well, surfing, obviously. Yes, but I'm not into professional competitive surfing. Boring. You're more into free 
surfers. No, it's boring fucking concept to watch. I want to watch good surfing. I don't want to watch whatever the conditions are when they've booked the competition. You're into the Grand Prix. I am really into it. And I'm one of those guys who jumped on the bandwagon after Drive to Survive on Netflix. Yep. And But I'm hey, you stuck fan. with it since then, big which is fan. impressive. I watch I don't watch the races live because they're always in Europe and it's fucking midnight here. So but I'm I do keep up with it. Yep. Yep. You're into cycling still? Yep, I still watch keep Not as up, much as you used to keep be. Keep up with all the races that go on. That's probably all I have. What else are you into? Um They're the main ones that you like keep up to date with weekly. Yep. No, I'm not into any American sports. Um, We're not into tennis. Not into golf, tennis, cricket, no. Nah. Into doing jujitsu, but that's- You don't follow. Yeah, I'm not into competing. That's just more like that's something I enjoy doing. Yeah. That's, man, that's really it. They're the sports, yeah. generally speaking, yes. I used to be into NRL a bit when I was younger. Yeah, boring. But that was it. Um, i got to zoom in on this question. Oh, this is this is actually a few of these things that I've screenshot are like people who are messaging, referring to stuff we were talking about previously. Mm-hmm. So, in a few episodes ago, we spoke about the rural TV advertisements um, that we get at my parents' farm. No- oh, Noel's caravans. Noel's caravans. And anyway, um, Adam Buffett, Adzi Tattoo, who's from Norfolk Island. Mm-hmm which is a small island in between the east coast of Australia and the west coast of New Zealand. Um, Technically, it's part of Australia. He came and got tattooed by me. Anyway, he wrote back saying um, some of those ads, the Knowles Caravan ones, have been playing for 20 plus years on Norfolk Island because they own own the same ads. Like – and that's what we were saying up at my parents' farm. It's like I'll go up there five years later and it's literally the same (laughs) ad. Anyway, I, love it. I thought that was funny. Um, Adam Barnsley. Yeah. This was a question submitted on Spotify. Oh. Yeah. I didn't so, know you could do that. Yeah. Well, on the when it gets, if you click on the actual episode, mm. it says at the bottom, I can put a question in there. Mm. And when we first started, I just. Oh, put, like a I, discussion. Yeah. Like you can write back stuff and we can take it as like. Yes. Um, reviews or whatever. Yeah. And the question always is, what did you think of this episode? I can change it, but that was the one I put in there at the start. And he said, do you think tattoos done today will age better than those done in the 80s? Has ink changed all that much or is it inevitable that the tat will fade and lose its shape? Good question, Adam. Interesting. Adam is a very loyal customer. He's from the UK, but he lives in Sydney. Yeah. He flies down. True. To True get story, mate. Yeah. Very interesting question. Um, my thoughts are, yes, 100%, they will heal um, and age better than the ones done in the Much 80s. Better. Um, for a few reasons. Um, firstly, they're applied better. Yeah, application. Uh, that's not to say that the people tattooing in the 80s or 90s or whenever weren't good tattooers. It's just that the knowledge now- And equipment. Yeah, is so much more advanced. Yeah. As you would hope in any sort of- um, I think, when, I think when you're talking about healing and aging of tattoos, you're talking more from the medical application. Mm-hmm. So, yeah- um, over 30, 40, 50 years, uh, you would hope that there's been improvements. substantial improvements in the equipment, the um, the experience and the knowledge of the people applying, which mm-hmm. is definitely true. So, um, yeah, you would all see old tattoos that were done in the 70s, 80s that are 
you know, on old guy, old people's skin, very faded, very dark. Um, all the lines are blurred. Like just very pixelated in a way. Yeah, just very blurry. They don't, not as readable and stuff like that. Um, that partially happens because of how they were applied, but it also has to do with the skin, which we spoke about in the last episode or the episode before. Um, as you age, your skin loses the ability to retain ink. It becomes a lot thinner. It becomes more wrinkled, stuff like that. So I definitely think, yeah, in say 30, 40 years from now, people who are getting tattooed now, if the tattoos are applied well and done well with the best equipment you can buy that, and I would say that most or every professional studio is doing that. Mm -hmm. They will hold up better over that period of time compared to the 30 or 40 years after the eighties. But in saying that, I definitely like, they're still not going to look how they look when you first They're never going to look amazing like 10, 20 years later. Well, 10, gonna, 10 years maybe, but yeah, yeah. definitely 40 years. But, but it's not going to look the same as the day that you got no, it. No, yeah, never. Never, um, ever. Good question. And I'm actually really intrigued to see that. Yeah. To see, well, yeah. I was talking to J-Boy, we mentioned him before. Yes. And I said to him, what was the first tat that you got? Because mm. I was like looking at his leg tats. And he showed me, he'd like covered over the very first one. But he showed me ones that were like 10, 15 years old. And I was like, fuck, that's held up very He's got well. some really good tattoos though. Yes. So the two, sleeve, done by very the amazing two sleeves he's got, done by Trevor McStay, who owns mm-hmm. Dynamic Tattoo, which is in Richmond. Um, amazing Japanese tattooer. And he's not Japanese himself, but he does Japanese style tattooing. Yeah. And those tattoos, like he's got a koi fish on his forearm that's like all teal and blue and it's stuff. It's ridiculous. And the, the ink, the colour saturation and the way it's held up is actually amazing. Yeah. He's also got a lot of tattoos from uh, Dave McAleese, mm-hmm. who used to work and be one of the owners at Chapel Tattoo. Um, got heaps on his legs. He got his whole chest done by Dave and yeah, fucking awesome, awesome tattoos. Dave doesn't tattoo anymore. Yeah. But some of the ones on, but, so he's, how old's Jason? He'd be 40. 50. He's 50. Yeah. Okay. So he's been getting tattooed since he was 18. Yeah. And some of the tattoos from when he was like 18, 20 mm. held up amazing. Yeah, exactly. But that's what happens when you get tattooed by world-class tattooers. Yes. Myself not included. And also he does look look after his skin as well. Yeah, like he does. Moisturise, sunscreen, Definitely. all of that. Um, hey, Hal. Yes, Bella. When do you reckon the wipe and reveal tattoo social vids became a thing? Um, I remember exactly when it happened. Do you really? Yeah, I do. I knew you would. So it was initially called the soapy reveal. That's it. Yeah, and it was a. It became like a viral thing. So it was. Um, I don't remember the year exactly. I'm going to say 2015, 16. I was literally about to say 2015, but I thought I'd be wrong. Yeah, so I reckon 2015 or 16 around that era. And it was when Instagram first allowed you to start posting videos mm-hmm. on um, Instagram. TikTok wasn't a thing. Facebook and Tumblr and stuff. You, I, I don't think you could post videos. It was like when, when they started to allow that. And that was when... So I remember when you know, first Instagram first started, you could only post the square photos yeah. and you could only edit it with the like, there was like 10 filters or some shit. Yeah. Valencia. Yeah. And so all you saw were close up photos of tattoos that transitioned into tattoos with paper towel background. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, you're chewing your ice. That's why you're putting your head over there. 
I was like, what are you doing? That um, sounds really bad. Yeah, so it was like- Between clo- ice cubes. Not necessarily super close, but more close up photos with a white paper towel background. And then, yeah, I reckon around 2015, 16, you could start posting photos and that was when- Videos. Videos, sorry. And that's when people would do the reveal wipe video. And then there was the thing, it started, people would put heaps of like soapy foam on there. Yeah. And they would wipe that away. Yeah. And it became like a like almost like a trend, the soapy reveal. And then there was like all these viral videos. I remember there was one, I can't remember the tattoo. He did like um, New School or something like that. Like a style that's not that popular in Australia, but like pretty big in America. Mm. And he'd done like all these tattoos on this dude's back and leg. Anyway, it was just this one fresh tatty done, which was like sort of upper back leg or just under your ass. Yeah. And he covered the whole dude's body in soap. <laughs> and then they sprayed him down with a hose and then zoomed in on this little tat that he got. Interesting. Yeah, I think he was like the shop apprentice or whatever because I was like pretty sure you couldn't get a customer to do that. Right. But that's the era, I reckon. Interesting question. Yeah, wasn't it? Yes, I've got one for you, Bella. This actually is a, an additional note, more of a statement. Yeah. Um, from Zane McCarthy. Love the potty guys. Thank you. Adding to the celebrity tat talk, I think Matthew, Matty Matheson deserves an honourable mention. I do agree with that. I think we spoke about him the other week. Yeah, I think I yeah. mentioned him. Um, he or does, maybe I mentioned him in the episode where he does have some good shits. tattoos, and he's also a cool looking dude. But he also does like have him. some clapped tattoos. Yeah, he does. I like the big. I think it's a pig or a cow, whatever he's got tattooed on his <laughs> stomach that's got all the like cuts of meat. Yes. He's a chef. This I is a weird, <laughs> this is from Brentin as, as a party. So there's a, there's a fresh question at the bottom, but I'm staring at the photo he sent me in his speedos above. And it just says after that average dick energy, Yes, I remember I saw this message and like on the screen you can see just like the top of the penis section yeah. in his speedos and I was like, what the fuck? Who is this guy? I know it was in reference to when I was saying on the podcast we a were mentioning back, speedos, saying doesn't matter if you if big, you have a small, small average, rock the speedos, be confident. Yeah. And it's almost more of a flex if you don't have a huge dick. Yeah. And I'm not going to comment on – his penis His, size? Yeah, no. Because you've said a, a little bit about penises today. Mm, well, it's all natural. Question for the podcast. How did you find starting the podcast as in buying equipment, finding the right producer, producer, et cetera? Keep up the amazing work. Please bring shop, please bring out shop merchants, merchandise for doggos. Would love to walk my dog Frank in some sick threads. Mm. That is something that we might consider. There you go. Yes. I reckon we found the getting all of the equipment and information and all of that for starting a podcast very easy, mainly because one of Hal's childhood best friends was the one who pointed us in the right direction. So it was do literally having a put, conversation with him. Do we have to put him. childhood in there? Or can we just say best friends? I don't know. Well, I guess he is a childhood best friend that's maintained a good friendship. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, quite easy. And- as Bella explained, um, one of my longtime, or he's actually my oldest friend, um, Dylan Buckley. He owns a podcast producing company studio. I think he's got the, oh, definitely he's got the number one sports podcast in Australia. 
Um, and then I think he's got four in the top 10 podcasts in Australia. Yeah, he's really- uh, Yeah, he does hitting really it out good. Of the park. And um, we don't talk about him enough on here, but his company is called Producey. And his podcasts are Dylan Friends, List Cloggers. Um, some of the other producey ones are like 200 plus and stuff like that. Yeah. So I he, don't know the names of any others than List Cloggers yeah. and Dylan Friends. I was actually listening to – it's always weird listening to your friends talk. That's on why podcasts, I can't listen. But I was listening to List Cloggers in the car before, him and Dan Gorringe. Very funny. It is very funny. I yeah. thoroughly enjoy it when we listen, but I couldn't <laughs> yeah. listen every week. Because yeah. when you know someone, it's just a bit different. Yeah, definitely. But so the reason we found it easy was doing the podcast for us was actually Dylan's idea. He's, I remember I was running a lap of Princess Park uh, four or five years ago, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, he he. It was when we were living in Collingwood. Yeah, he just started doing um, – Producey, Dylan Friends was going really good. It was his initial podcast, Dylan Friends, and he started his producing company after that. And he was saying, you know, about how they host podcasts for other people and all this sort of stuff. And he was saying, we should do a podcast about the shops, about tattooing. Um, and I was always like, you know, like it's it's a good idea, but at the time we sort of had our minds set on focusing on building our own tattoo careers. Um, Bella was you were either just learning to tattoo or you it just- was, It was around the time that we had opened up Carlton. Yeah, you just finished tatt- learning yeah. to tattoo. And we were just like, Bella is way too early in this yeah. to even be a part of it. And then you were like, well, I'd want her to be a part of it and because Bobby wouldn't be super interested, which is exactly how it's played out now yeah. anyway. Yeah, so he, he sort of suggested it and we're like, look, it's a good idea, but yeah, too early for us. So we put it on the back burner and then, uh, you know, obviously podcasting is his life. So every time I talk to him or see him, you know, it comes up and- um, yeah, so we went in there. He told me to write down, obviously, all the what we would talk about, what we think the podcast should be angled as. You know, I guess you can talk about anything or it can be really specific to one thing or it became quite open. And we sort of came up with a rough idea and then we went into his studio, which is in Burnley, um, in Richmond, and recorded the first episode, which is the pilot episode. We did it with Aaron and- yeah, we sort of and just- now we're here. Well, we, yeah, we just, just through talking to them um, at Producey and then with us, we just wanted to put it out there. We're like, you know what? We'll just see how it goes. So yeah, you can go back and listen to the pilot episode. It's on Spotify, Apple Music, whatever. And so we recorded, I think the first two or three episodes at Dylan's studio yep. and then- um, Dylan's- pre- And that was using all of their equipment. Yeah, all and- their stuff. And then- you know, it was coming, it was becoming obviously quite difficult for us to get there, do it before work, drive back across the city to St Kilda and then tattoo all day. So um, we spoke to them about buying our own stuff. So their producer, who is our producer as well, his name's Sam, um, who works for Producey, he sent us just the link of all the stuff to buy. Um, we've got three microphones, three stands. Uh, what's this thing? Roadcaster yeah. thing. It's like a box that you plug everything into and you can – Fade in, fade out. You can connect your phone to it. It's yeah, actually you can do like phone calls. So easy to use. We we I don't use any of the functions. Actually. No. <laughs> um, and yeah, we got a few memory cards, and that was it. Really, we I think it cost about fifteen hundred bucks total. Yeah, around that. And the and then yeah, so we record the episodes. We upload them to just like a file file app, Dropbox, and 
email them off to him and then they email them back um, the next day and we just upload it through the app. So the process is actually quite easy. The, yeah. The, well, we're, we haven't added in like any ads or any sort of jingles yeah, or whatever. So the easy. editing that they do is as simple as it could be. It's just smoothing out our voices so that they're the same The same level. volume, yeah, from the two mics and yeah. they get any background or if there's like you can tell them to edit bits out and stuff if you want to but we just go – or straight in. Yeah, whatever we've said, we've, we've yeah. got to deal with. So I would say, and we do actually get a few messages about people wanting to start podcasts. They have different businesses or they're in different industries yeah. or they want to talk about different shit. So um, the actual startup cost is is not too high. I would say like minimum spend for a setup for at least three people is under 2K. Yep. Australian dollars. Well, that was for us. So you can just, yeah. It depends on the equipment that you want to get, but we just decided to go pretty much with the stuff that Dill was using because they'd done their research of what's, what brands are good and what worked for them. And again, like obviously if you listen to the podcast, you know, it's like, it's um, a lot of it's just us rambling. It's not ultra, ultra professional, but we wanted the good sound quality. The reason we don't do the video is because we didn't think we could do it at a good enough level each week to be happy to put it out. And so it was adding- And this, have enough time to edit little yeah, snippets and all of that. adding a whole nother level of like complexity to it. So the, yeah, that's just something that we don't do. A lot of people do the video. It would be very handy to have the video content. But I feel like we would need someone- promotion, but yeah. To work one or two days a week to actually make that happen because we don't have the time. Yeah, exactly. Nor knowledge to do it. So um, yeah, that was it. It's pretty, pretty basic, the, the startup costs and everything. Yeah. Hey, Hal. Yes, Bella. What are your thoughts on asking artists for touch-ups? Um, I'm all for it. I'm all Absolutely. for it too. 100% for it. I think if you've got a tattoo that isn't exactly how it should look, because mm-hmm. whether it didn't heal properly or you just want something slightly yep. fixed, you should get that. It's your tattoo on you. Yep. You should be happy with it. Definitely. I um, And it's, it's one of the... Um, I think emotionally for a tattooer, like you might not see this obviously when you go in to get tattooed, but it's really soul crushing when a tattoo comes back and it hasn't healed the way you want it. Oh, it's or the you worst want it feeling. to, or the way you think it should be. Whether that's your fault as the artist or the or the customer's fault or just general bad luck because of, you know, we spoke about this in previous episodes. Some people have ultra sensitive skin or whatever. Whatever the reason is, you, you never – yeah, it's like it's so disappointing. Mm. And It's like that you get that feeling when you're like on a roller coaster and it like your tummy just drops. Yeah. And so – and I always try and make a um, – um, like we're lucky enough, Bella, that we have a lot of return customers. We tattoo sometimes the same people every single week. Yeah, where you can and see the tattoos healing. Exactly. And that's always – that was um, – I was saying this to a customer this morning actually that – I think you can you can go two ways with your tattoo career. If your goal is to tattoo every single day, so you do 365 tattoos a year, mm-hmm. you can either try and get 365 customers, mm-hmm. so one new person every single day, and then you repeat that the next year, you try and get 365 new customers. Or you can try and get 20 customers and, have them all and then have them come back every single week. You know what I mean? Or whatever the number is so that you fill yeah. out your days. And- some of the most successful tattooers I know have could have huge, huge customer bases, but because they 
put a lot of effort into the application of their tattoos. Their tattoos heal flawlessly. Customers can come back every single week or every two weeks because the, the tattoos heal in two, three days. Mm. And when I started tattooing, and I'll be honest about this, when I started tattooing, I was so desperate to have the tattoos look the way I wanted them to look that I would compromise the application in the end or I'd risk compromising the healing in order to make it look how I want it. So for example, if if I thought the black wasn't black enough when I first did it, you would go I'd over go it, back over it. Which meant you were then overworking yep. that skin exactly. in that area. And it and wouldn't heal yeah, perfect. Exactly. As- and it might it might just do be too much trauma to the skin. Yeah. And that wasn't necessarily like I'm like, I'm happily going to fuck this tattoo up. It was just no, like, no I just wanted them to be happy with that look of the tattoo first. But also it was a massive learning curve for you figuring yeah, out why they were coming back yeah. looking different to how you wanted yeah. them to look. Or they might heal how I wanted them to heal, but they would just take ages to heal. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was like, I started using these different inks, which is the inks I use now. And I found that, and for me to apply them was so much easier mm-hmm. that the healing instantly a good example is I used to tattoo Cody Hill, one of our co-workers, all the time. And when I switched to these new inks, his tattoo started healing two, three days. Um, he would come back way more regularly. It was like healing was just not even a thought for him after that. And I found, yeah, when the tattoos heal quick and good, people come back more. So back to actually answering the question whenever a customer comes in that I've tattooed before, even if I can't remember what the tattoo was that they got or whatever, I'll always ask them, oh, how'd the tattoo go, you know? Because they'll tell you, they go, oh, it might've taken ages to heal. And my goal always is to have it even, and I'm always nervous even asking now. I hate to ask I asked a customer today. I haven't, I couldn't remember what I did on him. I knew I'd tattooed him before. I will always look at the the tattoo that I did previously on them. Yeah. And whether if it healed great or not, I'd, Sometimes I'll mention it, sometimes I won't. But if if I notice in a tattoo that I've done, it needs a touch-up, mm. I'll always say, oh, I'll touch that one up at the end oh, before you leave because I yeah. want it to look as good as it can. Oh, 100%. And sometimes it can just be like the smallest bit's a little bit lighter or whatever, yeah. you know, like just real minor stuff. But well, like there's one thing that you notice as the artist, but the customer yeah. would be like, oh, what? I wouldn't have even ever picked up on yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. So that's where- um, yeah, that's the thing. And I think if, you, if you're the consumer of the tattoo, the owner, and you come back in and you go, hey, I was just wondering, can you make this a bit darker? Or even if it's add-ons, or can you extra, add an extra leaf here? Mm-hmm. Or you could do something. It's like, it's it's your tattoo, you know, like you've paid for it. Yeah, get it how you want it to be. Be honest with your artist, ask them the questions. And, you know, some sometimes things, like I had a customer this week who I'm reworking this back piece he'd had, had previously done by someone else. Yeah fully different style and everything like that. And he keeps sort of wanting to make adjustments to how it looks and stuff, which is fine by me because it's it's his back and whatever. And he asked me if we could shade over some of the lines that were originally there and shade it a bit different. And I was sort of honest with him. I said, look, I reckon we should finish the back piece first, like completely finish it. Then you can have a look and see if you want to make adjustments. And I was just being honest. And then he told me, he's like, nah, I really want to do that. And I was like, look, sick. Next ep- next session when we do in the back, I'll do that for sure. Because ultimately it's, you know, he's got to wear it. And if that's really what he wants, you know, as, as long as you explain it and you're honest and all that. Um, so yeah, asking for touch-ups. And 
I think completely normal. I'm not going to rag on anyone here because I'm not saying any. I don't actually know any specific people, but I think in general, if you ask for a touch up, and your artist is unwilling to do it on a tattoo that they gave you originally, then that's just shit customer service. I agree. That's that's very unprofessional. Yeah. If it's on a tattoo that's done by someone else originally, and it's like a different style as well, that not, that might be not a, not even if it's like. If it's just done by another artist who they might know or whatever, they can explain to you. It's like, oh, hey, I reckon you should go back to them because maybe I don't have the same colours or mm. whatever. So, but as long as they're honest and explain it, that's I think that's how it should be done. Yeah, and I've had a lot of customers ask me to touch up a tattoo that they don't feel comfortable going back to that artist because they didn't have an enjoyable experience. Yeah, that's fair enough. And that's totally fair. Yeah. Yep. Um, I'm going to ask you a rogue question. Wow. Which okay. I actually wasn't going to. Mm-hmm. Well, I wasn't going to on this episode. Wow. Um, but it's actually one that we got emailed through the website. That's the first way I've- What? Yeah. So through our website where we sell like the prints yeah, in your yeah, book, yeah, yeah. it's like um, the contact form or whatever. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it came up as an email and I was like, oh, what's this? So love the pod. I catch the new one every week. Keep the surf updates coming. Also love the tat work y'all do. American. Yep. And then it's question for Hal. Oh. <laughs> Taken from a recent discussion with my male co-workers. Okay. And we've had this discussion many times right, at the shop. Right. How much money to suck another <laughs> ma- <laughs> to suck another male penis? Give an honest number and explain why. Thanks. I love the thanks. Okay. Well, this is obviously depends whether you're like attracted to men or not, I think. Because if you're if you if you're not if you're tra- actually attracted well, to the person that you're having no no no, no. if you're attracted sexual. to men then it's probably going to be a lower amount of number isn't it obviously I I'm only going to answer this and I'll be honest I'm picturing your parents stopping the podcast right now probably well wait <laughs> wait till we fucking get to the questions next week oh yeah would you rather have kiss your dad or kiss your mum <laughs> <laughs> um I would. I'm not going to talk specifically about the suck in the dick. Mm-hmm. Okay. And this is the thing I've worked with people. This gets, it's been brought up in every tattoo shop I've worked mm-hmm. in, which is only two, but <laughs> it always gets brought up. And cause I think it's like, I think a lot of guys who are, who are heterosexual and a lot of like real masculine guys have this sort of like, defense answer that's like, fuck that. Always. Yeah, no way. I wouldn't do it for any amount Which of money. so often. And my thoughts like, oh, are- Ridiculous, get over it. I would do some horrendous things <laughs> for a million dollars. Fucking oath. So it's like sucking a dick would probably rank pretty light on that list. Yeah, I agree. You know what I mean? So that's where I go. I go, what's an amount of money that would impact my life drastically? Yeah, that would have a large impact enough for me- like it is a life changing amount yeah. of money. Not not necessarily life changing. Just something that's like so. If, and this is it's not about how much money you earn or whatever. But it's no. like ten grand for me is not making any impact on our mortgage. You can't you can't buy like a good car for ten grand. Whatever. No. So I'm like ten grand. It's like well, what am I going to do with that? Just ten grand it, would be amazing. Just put it in my savings. But nah. we would we wouldn't. I wouldn't have any. So, large ten, so for me, ten grand. Like it's like it's not enough. No. Um. But 50 grand, I'd probably go 50. I knew you were going to go up to the yeah. 50. Because you can buy some but cool I, stuff for 50 grand. I wasn't sure if you would say 50, 
look, I'd, I'd maybe consider it, but I thought you would say a hundred. Well, it depends what the specifics are about the act, you know, like. Just depends I'm on how much gonna, effort you're putting in. Yeah, and like how long and all this sort of <laughs> stuff. We're not going to get into that because it's a bit vulgar. But I reckon 50 grand for me is like I'd put most things in my mouth for 50 grand. Just in general. Because that's a lot of money. But the funny thing is, I think, is like, I know guys who are like, I wouldn't do it for a million dollars. Which like, is such bullshit. Because a million dollars ridiculous. is so much money. It's like, Yeah, that's the whole thing. It's like, you wouldn't, you wouldn't put something in your mouth. And do you know that's what? Not, well, firstly, not toxic, not going to kill you, not going to no. have any impact on your life after you take it out of your mouth. And you're not going to do it for a million dollars? Bullshit. That's just ridiculous. But you know what? I reckon it's always the people who say that they wouldn't do it. Yeah that are the people who are like, they're living month to month, can hardly pay their rent. I'm like a million dollars in your situation would drastically yeah. change your life. And this is the other thing. If, if, if you're worried that it's like, okay, you do it, say for 50 grand mm. and then you, and then everyone's like, oh, you're gay or whatever. If you think that's an insult, which, you know, some people do. And I don't think that's true. I'm just saying, if you're going to, if you're going to be embarrassed about doing it, cause you think people are going to think you're gay. It's like, but if you just turned around and said, oh, I did it because they paid me 50 grand, I think every single person bar like a few fanatical religious people would be like, oh, okay, fair enough. Oh, what? You only had to put it in your mouth to fucking get 50 grand? What a fucking good idea. Yeah. Who in their right mind would think that's a stupid idea? So I think I've given a pretty practical answer to that question. I think you have too. And you answered very honestly, yeah. which I think we always do as I'm well. I'm not <laughs> saying, if people start messaging me saying, I'll give you 50 Gs to do it, Show me the money first. Yeah. Otherwise, I'll be coming for you. Transfer it into my bank account and then we'll do it, all right? Yeah. I'll um, set it up. Nice lighting, yeah. a bit of mood music. Mum and dad told my grandparents not to listen to this episode. <laughs> um, just a few quick questions I've got to answer, to be honest. Some questions for the next podcast for the BJJ fanatics. Oh, okay. Yep. How long have you been training? What belt are you? Have you ever competed at a meet? Do you plan to? Favorite submission. Cheers in brackets. Sorry, Bella. She is not amused by BJJ on the pod. What? It says, sorry, Bella. I K. She is not amused by BJJ on the I pod. I know. Oh, I think it means, sorry, Bella, if she is not amused because it's, it's misspelled. No, I oh. like BJJ. Bella does. I, w- um, I was actually... I went to a few classes with Hal and then we found out I was with child and I could not go n- yeah. anymore. So that was sad because um, I was choking Hal out. Firstly, all these answers are going to really disappoint you. How long have you been training? My most recent um, amount of training was three, four months. Yeah. Maybe. maybe yeah. Four, four months, yeah. I'd say, at least. Granted, I was only going once, maybe t- max twice a week. Um, just based on my schedule. So, cause you prefer to surf on the days off. Yeah. And I can't go during the weekdays because the, the to- their schedule and my schedule didn't match up for work. Yeah. Um, what belt and I, I'm ungraded because I've never done a grading. I've also never done ghee. So I've only done no ghee. Yeah. Um, and I also don't really have the main reason I enjoy jujitsu is for the physical exertion and the competition and I was saying to- Just the general competitiveness you like. Yeah. So I, I really like that about it. So the grading and the that stuff doesn't really interest me. I obviously would be the lowest belt, which is white belt. Yeah. You just want to see each week an improvement in yourself or yeah. something to be happy with. And also I was a massively 
handicapped because I don't go to many lessons. I don't go to many um, sessions that are like technique sessions. M- predominantly all the sessions I go to are just open mat, which is You're just doing one mats. hour of competition yep. within your club or your, your, your gym. Um, so I just learn by getting submitted and then try not to do that same thing again. Yes. Um, have I ever competed in a meet? No. Do I plan to? No. My trainer, um, or like the head of the gym spoke to me about this the other week and he was like, you should compete all this sort of stuff. Or he's like, are you interested in competing? And I was like, look, I'm, I'm always interested in like competition because naturally I'd really enjoy that. But, um, I always said to myself, I had a mental goal that after I was 30, I wouldn't compete in any amateur sports. I would, mm-hmm. If I was still doing professional sport, I would obviously continue that. Yeah. But after 30, I wanted to be able to enjoy the physical activities and sports that I'm involved in without- The risk of injury. Well, not and risk of injury, but, think, but without the mental aspect of- Of it taking over your life. Yeah, trying to compete. Because I, I have in the past- Every sport I've ever done is- It has taken over your life to an extent. Yeah, I get to a point where I go to the next level. I can go to the next level. I just need to train more. I need to do this, blah, 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 which is enjoyable, but I I didn't want to be doing that. Your your personality is just very intense in that way and it would be too much doing competitively, doing it with our workload and our lifestyle. So, um, no, I don't um, plan to compete. My favourite submission- Was that one of the questions? Yeah, favourite submission- um, You're really thinking. Yeah. Or are you just trying to remember the submissions? No, I'm trying to think of my favourite one. It's like the um, – fuck, I don't even know the full name of it. It's like the only submission I can ever get people in. It's like a, um, a triangle but you're using your arms, an arm triangle maybe. Oh, yeah, I know the one yeah. you're talking about. It's my, it is called. my favorite submission. I don't know what it's called because I learned most of my, I learned less of my submissions by um, watching Instagram videos. Yeah. Um, so let's, let's add an extra question in there. Submission I get submitted by the most <laughs> um, would be triangle. Do you want to know why, Bella? Why? Because when um, someone's on their back and I'm in guard – I always try and posture up by pushing off their torso with my hands, right. which then puts me in prime position to be triangled. Yes. Yep. That, but that's a silly move. I did learn two good defenses for it. And then after the the guy I was rolling with, he's a black belt and he got me, he got me in triangle twice. And then he was like, oh, you should do this next time. And then he's never got me in a triangle since. Right. Okay. And so was, now you know he the was, move to prevent. Yeah. He was very, very frustrated about it. Yeah. That's why you don't share too much knowledge, mate. Exactly. Silly goose. Um, but I'm actually having a bit of a hiatus from jujitsu at the moment because of my back, yes. and I need to I've, I need to build up some more core strength. I'll just like get my body in good condition before I go back because of what was happening with jujitsu, I was going so irregularly. But also, that I no, you're starting the day with a one or two hour surf. Yeah. Then you'd come home have lunch, and then you'd go to jujitsu. And you were just cooking. Well, I just wasn't conditioned enough for it. No. Because I was doing nothing else for it. Um, yeah, so I used nothing to, for five yeah. days a week and then the two days on your days off, you would go hard and then nothing for five yeah. days. So it's I used too to much. train a bit at Nemesis MMA, which is now called the Australian Fight Academy or something like that, um, um, about 10 years ago as cross-training for football. That's actually how I got into jiu-jitsu. 
Um, I think we go one more question because we've ticked over one hour, seven minutes, Bella. <laughs> the longest one so far. Um, this one got asked a while ago. It's from Ryan. How do you personally get through tattoos in sensitive areas? And then they've written here, box breathing, um, other tricks slash tips. I'm starting to get my torso done and it sucks. <laughs> I'm not very good at getting tattooed. You are not. <laughs> I'm good when- No, you're good when it's not me yes. tattooing you, yeah. Yeah, I'm too comfortable with you that I will yell at you being like, just fucking give me a minute. Yeah. Um, which doesn't go down too well. I think headphones, mm-hmm. definitely. Yeah, definitely. If you need to zone out for it, just do it. Who cares if you feel like you're being rude, if that's the best way to yeah. make it easier for you and the person doing the tattoo, fuck it. Um, and I'll just be like mindlessly scrolling on my phone. Okay. See, I don't go on the phone at all. So when I get tattooed- I have to listen. I used to be able to talk and shit like that, but I can't anymore. So it's like I um, headphones in, music. You you went through a phase of chewing gum a lot when you were getting tattooed. Yeah, but now, so I haven't been tattooed in ages, over a year actually, but um, headphones in, music really loud, um, eyes closed or like something over your eyes. Yeah, I usually and cover my face. I got told by um, a, a long-term shop customer, Nathan Bartlett, mm. who's the most tattooed person I know. And he was saying, or he always clenches his jaw really I hard. I do that too. And but I've I- started doing that in all the last times I've been getting tattooed. And I think, I don't know whether it actually makes any difference, but I think because you're focusing on keeping your jaw clenched, that then takes your mind off what else is happening. Yes, but the only issue with that is, because I actually do grind my teeth anyway, when I clench my jaw during a tattoo, I have the most excruciating Yeah, but I'm headache. saying I'm saying for me, how do you do it? You don't have to clench your jaw no, if no, you don't no, want no, to. No, but I've done this prior. No. I used to do it when I was getting tattooed. Yeah. And I would have the most excruciating headache for like two days after because mm. it was so tight. Yeah, fair enough. So I stopped doing that because the headache was not mm. worth it. And like most people, you know, don't do these things because they're getting, you know, arm tattoos or leg tattoos and it's more bearable. But I definitely think it's like my mindset is I if I was getting my arm cut off, yeah, with a saw, <laughs> if you're jolting around screaming, ah, I feel like that's making it more traumatic. Ah. But if someone actually said to me, 100%, I've got to cut your arm off right now, I'd just be eyes closed, zoning in, clenching my jaw. Oh my God. That's what I do. So that's when I go to get tattooed, that's what I think. Is like if- if someone was having to do something seriously fucked up to my body, which they pretty much are, how would I go about it? I'm not going to make it more difficult, more traumatic, screaming. <sighs> One thing I have tried before is being like thinking about a worse situation that you could be in right now and thankfully you're not in that. So just keep revisiting terrible thoughts. Yeah. But just think, <laughs> but this is the thing. It's that all, so I think you've got to go zen. I'm not a big like spiritual guy, but I think- Going Zen, being calm. Most if of the customers that to, do do the like they try to meditate and stuff, they smash it. They go so well. One hundred percent. I can't so meditate. That's I, what yeah, that's how we work about it. I just think music so you can zone out. Yeah. But you still obviously fucking kills, but you just You just try to get in that yeah, zone of just like being trying like, to think about something else, bro. lie, eyes closed, clench your jaw, whatever. Main things are just don't move. Yeah. And um I reckon if you go in thinking it's gonna be worse than it is, you're always better off. 
definitely. So definitely. prepare for the worst. But um, yeah, thank you for chatting with me tonight, Bella. It's been good catching up. You're welcome. It's been lovely seeing yeah. you for the first time today. I know. Properly. I'm going to go have a shower after this. I'm going to go cuddle the dogs because our great Dane had a procedure today. She did. And she's very sleepy and cuddly. No, they're actually very good. I had a- Tintin's asleep in front of the fire. Do I have to tell you something real weird? Sure. You just want to chat to me Be tonight. real honest. So this is what goes through my mind when I'm tattooing. I think like we need to do an episode on things you think about whilst you're doing a tattoo. Oh, mine mine would not be very yeah. good. So my first tattoo today, I'm, I'm tattooing this guy. Funny story. I'll tell it next week about his name and the booking. We couldn't find him, all this sort of shit. So I'm- um, starting to doing this tattoo. I'm facing away from him. So it was a little bit difficult to talk to him. So we didn't talk for a little bit. And I knew that Cuddy was going in to get a procedure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I understand we all do, you know, dogs have shorter lives than humans. Um, you know, we, we've had several, not, not several dogs, but we've had dogs before that have passed away and stuff like that. And that's just part of it. You know, and I always try and, you know, like your goal is to give your dog the best life it can while, whilst mm. it's a, uh, has a short life. But then I was thinking about, all right, well, Cuddy, maybe she's getting sick. She had this thing in her mouth, whatever, and what's going to happen around that? The, the the initial vet appointment, the vet said to us, this looks yeah. like it's cancer. But anyway, it's it's no drama. But then I was thinking, it's like, cool, if, if Cuddy passed away or had to be put down or whatever, we're about to have a kid, we wouldn't be able to go and get another dog. And the only reason I get a, a second dog again would be to be a companion for our other dog. Well- Because- She's coming to have – she's very attached to Cuddy. Yeah. And that would be the only reason. But then we're having a kid. Yeah. And that would be too difficult, I was thinking. Yeah, continue. And I was like, cool. And then I was like, well, maybe then the best option would be that Tinny would go and live with my parents because she loves – Oh, my no, God. because she loves uh, her cousin dog, which is my parents' dog. I'm so mad at you for having that thought. No, but would she have a better life? I but don't I was like, care. So, but this is what She's I'm saying. She's our dog. Bella, I'm not saying these things. I'm just saying I'm thinking about all these things whilst I'm doing a tattoo. I was borderline about to cry while I was doing the tattoo. Well, I had to say to myself, I was like, I need to stop thinking about this because I'm going to fucking cry. And this guy's going to be like, what the fuck is going on here? Well, that was actually, I was meant to work today because I was meant to have- Thursdays off as of next week. And I had to have the day off because I'm blaming pregnancy emotions <laughs> because the other night when I was thinking about it, I couldn't get to sleep. And I literally like sobbed on my pillow. My pillow was soaking wet. No, it's very sad, but it is because just the reality I, of having pets. Yeah. Because I was like assuming the worst because the vet said, oh, it looks like mm. cancer. And he, didn't, he did not say he that. He did say that. Bella, he did not say okay. that. Beg to differ anyway. <laughs> and I knew that if I wasn't at home on the day that it was happening, like ready to pick her up, because I was able to pick her up at like one, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be able to live with myself if she were just sitting there sad all alone. And Tintin was sitting at home all alone because Tinny's never been by herself. So I I feel you, Dal. Yeah. I've cried a few tears of this. And we'll we'll end it like this. Um, Please rate the episode. (laughs) Please follow, share it. Give it a like. And if you have pets and you don't treat them well, you're a fuckwit. (laughs) This episode is brought to you by Carlisle Tattoo Co. 178 Carlisle Street, St Kilda, Melbourne, Australia.